Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to a brand new edition of geek to me Radio. Tonight, we've got a full house. Chris Phelan and John Kreisberg join us to talk about Planet Comic Con coming up next weekend in Kansas City. We've also got Larry Quiggins of Bugs Comics and three-time Eisner Award-winning artist Rick Burchett in-house talking about some of the new DC Warner Brothers projects. All that and more. Stand by. We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. Star Trek from Star Wars will try to explain The Antwerp Dodgers will walk with houses on rainbows and malls To be the greatest Pokemon master You must catch them all You must catch them all And if you're driving around the greater St. Louis area tonight, hearing us on the Big 550 KTRS, hello to all of you. Thank you for tuning in. If you're streaming us with the KTRS app or on the website, hello to all of you as well. No video tonight. Joey V has the night off for the Oscars, so he's enjoying those. He'll be back with us next week, hopefully, and we'll have video streaming again on YouTube and Facebook. If you're hearing us after the fact in the podcast form, hello to all of you. We appreciate your subscribing and listening there each week on whatever your podcast platform of choice Maybe uh, full show. We've got four guests already on deck. We're going to dive right in and get to this right off the bat. We've got Chris Fela and John Kreisberg from Planet Comic Con. You can attend this event coming up next weekend, the 17th through the 19th in Kansas City. Easily one of the top five cons in the country that I've ever attended. Uh, Chris and John, thanks for being on the air tonight. Hey, thanks so much. Of course, of course, this is always such a a fun event uh, because it's just right down Highway 70 from those of us who are here in St. Louis. But people come from all over for this one. It's definitely, I think, one of the largest, if not the largest con in the entire Midwest. And if you look at the website, planetcomiccon.com, you can see why with all the guests that you've got lined up. uh, Heavy hitters like William Shatner, Richard Dreyfuss. We've got Giancarlo Esposito from The Mandalorian and Breaking Bad. We've got Doom Patrol people, more Star Trek people. We've got Henry Thomas from E.T., Jim Steranko, Garth Ennis. It's a smorgasbord of pop culture. Uh, Chris, when you guys start planning, do you guys immediately have guests on deck who you're already reaching out to as soon as, like, Sunday of the this year event is, is over? Well, there's there's always a guest list, and, and every year, you know, we, we there's targets that, that Chris Jackson and, and the team at Planet Comic Con come up with, and they go after them all. And you mentioned the Oscars uh, earlier, and as you said, we've got Richard Dreyfus coming in this year. So, you know, there's kind of a, a running guest list, and John and I will always throw out ideas, and there's so many great fan ideas out there. So every year just try to bring maybe somebody new that hasn't been there uh, or, or see what's, you know, popular in, in, in the culture right now and, and try and fill all the different fandoms that, that exist. And obviously with uh, 
everything's online, social media crazy. You want to get that buzz out there. And John, you're the digital and social media team leader. When when you're you're trying to get the the flash, you know, you want the flash and everyone to see what's going on out there and really catch people's attention. What's the biggest hurdle for something like this when you're promoting a con online? What is it? Just getting the name out there, tagging people in the name when you put them online. How does that kind of? Uh, what are the kind of elements that you work with? You know, it's great. We have a really highly engaged fandom with uh, with Planet, and it's you know, I, sometimes it feels like we're high jumping on the moon because how people are, are really tuned into what we're doing. I think the it's it's the uh, it's the it's the it's the beautiful sort of uh, intersection of interest and passion uh, that we get with our fans, and that's what really makes working on this uh, this initiative uh, uh, always so much fun every year. Uh, the fans are there; they're excited. Uh, and they're and they're always ready to spread the word about what's happening uh, with at Planet Comic Con Kansas City. And obviously, the creators, a lot of the uh, the comic creators, the writers, the artists, and the and the celebrities have their own social media accounts. You kind of work with their publicists to help kind of have them push the word as well. Absolutely, we coordinate with them because I mean, for them, it's 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 a great opportunity to expand their fan base. You know, to bring them into Kansas City. Maybe there's a core group of fans that are here. They're ready to to welcome them, but they're also uh, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about themselves and they're kind of getting themselves out there. So uh, it's really interesting how that's changed over the years where it always felt like, you know, you know, the con was always really responsible for doing that promotion, but artists and creators are so attuned to it these days. You can't, you know, go on Instagram without seeing, you know, live drawing coming from people <laughs> like Freddie Williams. It's amazing stuff right. out there. Yeah, and it's such a great, like I said, you've got uh, people from all different corners. You've got classics like Chris Claremont, who's worked on Uncanny X-Men, New Mutants. You've got Jim Steranko, famous for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America, a lot of the early Marvel stuff. All the way up to Jimmy and Amanda, uh, Jimmy Pomeliani and Amanda Connor working on Harlequin. They've got a lot of online stuff that they do independently with uh, their own company, too. I guess it's uh, it's good to have that, that mix because you're going to find something that's for everyone, I would think. That's the idea, and it's great that you mentioned uh, Amanda and Jimmy. I mean, they are, you know, amazing at these incredible Kickstarters. And so I think, you know, we just try to do our part in making sure that the, the artists get recognized, their information gets out there. Um, and we support them because, you know, at the end of the day, we're, yeah, we, have, we throw this big show, but we're just as much a, a fan and a geek as anybody else, and, you know, we want to do our bit. And you've got the panels and everything like that, the photo ops. Uh, I, I get a headache if I get past level six at Tetris. I'm sure when you're trying to design, okay, this person's at photo ops at this particular time, but, he, but he's got a panel in one hour. We're going to make sure he's at his table. Chris, how, how many people are working on this schedule with you to make sure that everything runs as smoothly as it has been for the past 30-plus years? As John mentioned, there's a, a tremendous team that works on this. I, I don't have to worry about that. It's something I have a headache even just thinking about <laughs> it. But it, there's uh, Dave Nieves and, and Phil Lawrence and, and uh, Chris Jackson and Stacey Bartlett and their team. They they have so much coordination on, on everything they do. And like you said, there there's 400,000-plus square feet of activities throughout Bartle Hall. There's something that happens all the way up till midnight. You know, you have the planet uh, after dark events. There's the tabletop gaming room. There's um, young fan cosplay showcases. I mean, there's literally something for everybody there. And so you just put the pieces of the puzzle together and, and the fans come and that's what makes it so great. They're so excited to be there and, and it all kind of falls into place. And you know, like you said, this is a, this is our 10th year in downtown Kansas City. Um, so we're really excited to just continue growing the show and, and, and having such a blast doing it. And, 
Anybody who's uh, listened to this show long enough knows I'm a huge fan of voice actors. You've got Steve Burton and George Newbern. When you get a, a duo like that who has the kind of synergy and the stuff they've worked on, that's always fun for the fans to see stuff like that. Is that a uh, kind of a coordinated effort? If you can get the, like last year, for example, you had Susan Eisenberg, you had Marie Canals Barrera, and Phil Lamar all from Justice League. I, I assume that kind of synergy obviously helps not only with the celebrities themselves drawing people in, but also to have fans come in like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a twofer here if I'm a Final Fantasy fan or something like that. Absolutely. And you'll notice that, you know, with, with what John puts together uh, as we promote those guests, giving uh, fans an opportunity to to get those photos or get those autographs with, with you know, the the tandem actors and actresses and the folks that are in things together that's that's definitely a coordinated uh planning uh thing that that they do to try and make sure that you can really experience you know whatever it is you're a fan of and try and take advantage of having two or three guests from a particular show um so so you really can kind of make the most of your planet comic-con kansas city experience and I know we just run down the list of all these guests, so people who are listening right now think, well, man, if that's coming up this weekend, uh, it's probably no chance of me getting in. You guys still have tickets available, and as far, as far as I know, there's still some hotel rooms left in the area where people can grab if they want to come in. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, tickets are still available on planetcomiccon.com. Uh, you can get on there. There's still a variety of passes for each of the days. Um, and also, I think there's opportunities as well for families. So let's remember that we have our uh, Sunday fun day. So kids under 12 are free on Sundays. Uh, but, yeah, there's still lots of opportunities. And, uh, yeah, hotel rooms, if you are a subscriber of our newsletter, we actually, um, though we have sold out of our official hotel block, Kansas, uh, Kansas City always helps us out, make sure that we're trying to get um, uh, the rates in front of folks. So if you get on that newsletter, uh, there's still hotel links there, too. And uh, it, just like anybody, when you're working on something like this, you've got your own fandom. You're excited about, you know, the the video game aspect. You're excited about this particular show. You've got people coming in from. So I'll I'll put you on uh, the the spot, John. Do you have anybody particular who you're super excited about this year for you? I've got two. I've got one that we haven't even mentioned yet. Kevin Eastman, yes, the person, one of the co creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, uh, incredible artist. We had him out back. I think when we had. Um, uh, back in 2019 was the last time he was with us. It's really exciting when he says he wants to come to the show because it's just uh, it's a huge opportunity. Um, and then another one I, we haven't mentioned, and it's just this is truly the geek in me, is uh, NASA astronaut Nicole Stott will also be there as well. She spent uh, she had two missions uh, in space, uh, spent 144 days on the International Space Station. To me, she's a rock star and a celebrity just as much as somebody who has stood on the bridge of the Enterprise. I'm going to have to go to that panel because I can't imagine the stories that someone like that has to tell. I, I'm looking forward to that one particularly as well. And, Chris, what about you? Well, I, I grew up a big Knight Rider fan, so I'm a, I'm a huge uh, William Daniels fan. Looking forward to meet him, and I, I, I watched, you know, Boy Meets World. Um, and I'm also really excited uh, you know, to, to meet David Howard Thornton and uh, Damian Leone, the, the star and, and creator of, of Terrifier. Those guys are are. They're nice guys, but but they're so hot right now, and the stuff that they're doing is incredible. My daughter is a big uh, big Disney fan, and so she's she's really excited about uh, Diane Guerrero, who's uh, coming in. You know, she was had uh, a role in uh, in Kanto. I mean, it's really like we've said, whatever you're a fan of, you you will likely find something at Planet Comic Con Kansas City that that you can uh, experience and, and have a great time enjoying. And I know Chainsaw Man's really taken off. Ryan Colt Levy, and then going all the way back to Margaret Carey for uh, Tinkerbell, uh, for crying out loud. You've got a, something that runs the gamut. So I, I'd say if there's if there's something, if you're going to the website, 
PlanetComicCon.com. You're going to find somebody who's like, yeah, we want to go see this person or we want to go you know, get something signed by this artist. And uh, that's great, too, because people can bring in their own stuff to get photographed with or you know, autographed by. And then also they, all the celebrities do have stuff at their table. So if you don't have anything, don't feel bad because they've always got 8x10s of their artwork or something like that that they'll have that you can get there at the table for these people to sign. Uh, March 17th through the 19th, so it's coming up here starting Friday. Uh, what, it, it, I think it starts at 1 p.m. on Friday is when doors open. Am I correct? Yeah, you got correct. it 1, 1 p.m. Friday. And uh, 10 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. 10 a.m. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and like like they said, tickets are still available. Head to the website, planetcomiccon.com. This is, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Chris, this is the 32nd year? Uh, not not quite. We are, this is actually year 24. 24. So, I, was, uh, I was a decade year ahead. Year 24. Sorry. And, and, and obviously, you know, that means we'll have another big anniversary uh, coming up next year. And, you know, it's it's. It's just a testament to the show. We've got the fantastic partners like Nebraska Furniture Mart, B&B Theaters, Boulevard, folks that really come together uh, to support the community and, and really have great exhibits, great activities on site at Bartle Hall. So it's just a, it's a tremendous partnership with so many great people, and uh, we can't, can't wait to celebrate this weekend. And that's one of the things, too. The Bartle Hall is a fantastic facility for this because it's just laid out so well. It's just a straight uh, you know, like a huge area where you just keep walking and walking and walking. You're going to come across a vendor who's selling something really cool. Like you said, Boulevard Breweries there. You can uh, taste their stuff. You can. There's the gaming area. If you're a gamer, they got the old school arcade games usually set, and then they've got the online stuff all hooked together too. So is there anything uh, for someone like, you know, Rick and I, we've we've been to these before. Is there something new this year that's really got the the excitement level kind of ramped up? Well, we got some great things that are happening on Friday night because, as you know, I mean, uh, who doesn't like a good comic book mashup or team-up? So we're going to do a team-up with our good friends at Boulevard Brewing uh, for St. Patrick's Day, which is on Friday. So that's going to make an extra level of something interesting, right? So we're doing something called Space Patrick's Day. So that's after uh, after everything closes down on Friday. Uh, if you get a special wristband while you're on the floor, just run by the Boulevard booth, you can get down there and get into this great um, after uh, after show party that's going to be going on on Friday night with uh, Boulevard Brewing. Exclusive tastings, uh, live drawings, I think a 360 photo booth. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And that whole area, again, Kansas City, I mentioned Bartle Hall, but Kansas City, the downtown area is laid out so well with the hotels being right there within a block or two of each other. So uh, it's always, it, if nothing else, it's fun just to people watch these conventions, all the people who are cosplaying and things like that. Uh, it's, it's a really a great time. And I don't know why I was 10 years ahead, but yes, this is the uh, uh, 23rd year, you said. So that's, uh, that's still very exciting that this has been just growing. Every time I go there, there is something new and there's something, a new aspect to it, which is fantastic. Yeah, Absolutely. it's been a lot of fun. And again, one the web- of the other fun things that, one of the other fun things that, that uh, we're doing this year, again, there's new programming every single year, but uh, we're going to have a fan watch along uh, with Jaws in celebration of Richard Dreyfuss and, and Jeffrey Kramer that'll be here. And so, you know, that's on that's on Saturday night. And, and uh, there's there's other activities that'll be happening throughout downtown, like you mentioned. So plenty to do. you got to sit down every now and then and, and uh, you know, get off your feet for a few minutes and, and get ready to keep going because it's a long weekend of excitement. <laughs> you definitely pace yourself and hydrate is the best advice I can give for a convention like this. And uh, last thing on the subject, too, this is, uh, I was I was kind of nervous because there was that news came out. William Shatner said, I'm not going to be alive very much longer. It was almost his verbatim quote. I'm like, I'm sorry, what did he say? 
Uh, but I think he's just pointing out the fact that he is uh, in his 90s now, and he'll be at this con. So, I mean, my goodness, if that's not a, uh, a thing to get out and <laughs> come see William Shatner at Planet Comic Con for no other reason than the man's own words. For sure. I mean, he's always going to have a place in everybody's heart. And I think it's uh, something that uh, we love about these uh, about these uh, events is that we do get to get uh, in close contact with the people that uh, that we that we kind of uh, admire, that we, uh, you know, idolize to a certain degree. And, uh, and it's always, always interesting, uh, all the stories that kind of go with it. So uh, we're thrilled to have him and uh, we hope that he's going to be around for many more uh, Planet Comic Cons to come. I, I say he's got a good century in him. I think he can. I think he can hold out for at least another nine years. That's just me. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it. Uh, again, Chris Phelan and John Kreisberg from Planet Comic Con. The website planetcomiccon dot com. Uh, do you guys social media? If you guys want to tell tell people if they want to keep up with you guys personally, I'm sure you'll be giving them updates throughout the con as well. Uh, social media handles or anything like that. Start with John. Oh, yeah, you can find me. I'm uh, Patch Gord on Twitter and Instagram and all that sort of stuff. But I'll be the one behind the handles uh, for a good chunk of the weekend. We also have a great uh, uh, volunteer crew that joins us. So just make sure you're following us on Planet Comic Con. Uh, Twitter, Planet Comic Con. Instagram, Planet Comic Con Official. And, of course, Facebook, Planet Comic Con KC. And Chris? uh, I I only live through Planet Comic Con Twitter. (laughs) Whatever John does, that's who I follow. So, my my plugs are reminding folks that tickets are are available at the door, and you can get them online, as John said, and uh, plenty uh, to explore on the website. So that's the best place to start to plan your uh, plan at Comic Con Kansas City adventure. And if people want to kind of uh, interact online, just hashtag PCKC and PCKC twenty twenty three are the best ones. Planet Comic Con and PCKC will be hashtags. I'll be checking out, but I every once in a while I'll slide over to some of the other ones too. Perfect. Uh, Chris and John, thanks so much for taking time out of your Sunday to be with us, and I'm looking forward to seeing you both next weekend. Can't wait. Take care. Thanks. Be well. Thanks. There they go. Again, amazing event. Uh, Rick Rick can testify to that as well. I know he's been to every single Planet Comic Con, if I'm not mistaken, since it That's started. That's right. I was uh, at, the, at the very first one, and I haven't missed one yet. And it's it's been a joy to watch it grow the way it has. It's uh, I've done a lot of conventions in all the years I've been in the business, and this is easily the best run convention. And it, it's amazing. And and the promoter, the guy who started it, Chris Jackson, never fails to stop by my table and say hello. Um, you know, and every year he asks me the same question: Have you done every one of these? <laughs> Yes, I have. All 34. I don't know where I came that number out, uh, brought that number. And, Larry, you've been to it before, but you are coming this year, right? Right. I've been to it. I've watched it grow. I I started coming to it back when it first started. I was sitting here trying to remember if I actually set up at it. I used to do Kansas City shows back Hmm. in the original store. And that's why I was trying to remember. It's like, was I there set up in the first one? (laughs) Do you, do you guys remember each other from the very first one? No, that was, no. I, I don't. I, 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 the first the, it's when they were doing it over in Overland Park at the little convention yeah, center there, and uh, it wasn't nearly as big, not by a long shot. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember when it was in only one room at the convention center oh, in wow. Overland Park. It was, but Chris still had a lot of guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some pretty big names. Um, it was, it, I remember one of the early years he invited everybody who was currently working on Batman comics 
and I mean everybody, Danny O'Neill, uh, Scott Peterson, Greg Rucka, Devin Grayson, I was there, and, and some Graham Nolan. I mean, just about everybody who was currently working on Batman was there. Hmm. It was it was pretty much fun. See, I missed out on all this stuff. My misspent youth, I was busy doing other things, I guess. Who knows? Uh, but that you're uh, hearing, if you're tuning in right now, we've got uh, Rick Burchett and Larry Quiggins talking about uh, Planet Comic Con. This is a little pregame activity, um, and of course, we're going to be talking about the upcoming stuff. We're going to keep it comic book related, talking about DC's Warner Brothers new announcements from James Gunn that he came out with some of his stuff. The the Gods and Monsters, I think, is what he's calling his Phase One of that. Uh, but we're going to take a very quick commercial break first. You're listening to Geek to Me Radio on the Big Five Fifty KTRS. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation, you can text us your thoughts at eight four one two six. Just put your name like Bob from Crestwood or Jeannie from Chesterfield and then your question and we'll read those off on the air. When we come back, you're listening to Geek to Me Radio on the Big 550 KTRS. Please stand by. This is John Glenn and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. Meeting you with a view to we are back. John Glenn bringing us back from that commercial break. Uh, next week, I'll be at Planet Comic Con, so we've got a pre-recorded show. I've got my interview with Julian Glover. You know him from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, from For Your Eyes Only, uh, Empire Strikes Back. He had two different doctors, the first and the fourth doctor. A ton of stuff this guy's been in. He breaks it all down, especially a great story about which Bond actor he personally did not like. It's a great story. Uh, you'll get to hear all that from Julian Glover. We're going to have an in-between, because that's going to be my 350. This is number 348. We're doing an online special as my Pensacon rap. We're going to have interviews with D. Wallace from E.T. and Critters and Cujo. I've got Adasa from Encanto and a few other surprises for you, uh, which I've kind of kind of make it a rounded, well-rounded show. So you can catch that one online. Go to geek2meradio.com that way you never miss it and also subscribe on the youtube channel go to uh, youtube.com find geek to me radio there subscribe hit that little bell notification so you don't miss any of these shows be the online or live like we are now we'll make sure we tell you about while we've got him in studio our official comic book sponsor bugs comics and games uh the owner larry quiggan sitting right here with us uh back issues new issues to me and, and rick can probably testify to this as well no, nothing against other comic book stores, but if you've got a good selection of back issues, that's one of the things that always, to me, makes for a good comic book that, store. That's it. That's the key. That's the key to, for me. That's the key to a successful store. If you have that back issues, you're, and, and I'm talking back issues. Right, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking, you know, all that Valiant stuff from the 90s. You know? Well, let's not knock the Valiant stuff. Now, I'm a know, shadow I, man. I just want to say. I had somebody tell it today. It's like, oh, it's a real old comics. I'm like, oh, really? You know, the 80s or 90s. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you 20-year-old. But no, that's fine. Right? Again, I, 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 I say that with love. As a fan of 80s comics, that's the majority of the collection I've got currently is made up of oh, mostly yeah. 80s comics. But, it's, it's, uh, but, I mean, you've got Avengers number four, the uh, first appearance mm-hmm. of Silver Age appearance of Captain America in your case. I got the, um, got the nice shape of Batman 61. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing the cover. Yeah, Bat yeah. Ombre or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the beginning first. It's the seeds of the Batman Incorporated. Yeah. 
Yeah. Stuff. yeah. And then he's got uh, wall books. So there's a, there's price range for everybody. If you're hearing Avengers number four, I'm like, well, I, I'm out. No, no, no. They, they've got a box of $2 comics, $5 comics, dollar comics. And of course, that's not where just you'll comics. find all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think if you were looking for Batman Adventures number 12, which you've got uh, in your store, you wouldn't find that in the dollar box no, for sure. Probably not. But, but uh, almost everything else. <laughs> but there's there's a huge selection to choose from. And of course, toys, uh, supplies. I'm I, Larry makes fun because I get the silver or I get the the golden age boards and I, I trim them down to perfectly fit because i'm ocd to fit in the silver age bags but supplies games uh cards trading cards pokemon cards new issues back issues and if you join the avengers club you can start saving money and when eggs are like eight dollars a dozen if you want to save where you can it's a great way to still enjoy your hobby while saving some money as you do it bugs comics and games give their facebook page a like just go to facebook and look up bugs comics and games and make sure you check them out if you're in the greater st louis st charles area they're easily accessible from Highway 70 or from the page extension right there on Bryan Road, Bugs Comics and Games. Very proud to have them as the official comic book sponsor here on geek to me Radio. As we sit and talk comic books and the DC stuff, um, it, now that James Gunn has come in, uh, I think the Snyder crowd has finally been relegated. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. They're pointing for pitchforks. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I mean, and again, some of the stuff that he did, I, I liked his portrayal of Batman. I like Ben Affleck is, as the character. But I feel like there's still a little bit of weirdness going because we're still getting, we're still going to somehow, miraculously, we're getting Ezra Miller, uh, even though he's facing some criminal charges, allegedly, and what well, we've scrapped a Batgirl movie that was complete. So I'm a little uncertain as what's going on. But I did like some of the announcements that James Gunn made and what he's kind of focusing on. Uh, did you, we'll start with Larry. Did you have anything that really, when he made this announcement with him and uh, Saffron, they came out and said, here's what we're doing. Was there anything that was like, wow, that's really cool? Well, I like the fact that they, that they are going to try to do a Green Lantern movie. I hope, I mean... I'm one of those people that I I didn't hate the previous Green Lantern movie. I just felt that it was there was just a lot of problems with the writing and stuff that happened. Somewhere. Yeah. And of course, I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt, hurt anybody's feelings. I never thought Hector Hammond was a very good bad guy. So <laughs> I remember at the time going like, "This is the bad guy we're choosing." Uh, but uh, I, I'm excited about that. And of course, some of the, I guess I'll I'll say. One of the things I'm not excited about is I wasn't happy about the fact that, like, Gal Gadot is not going to come back as Wonder Woman or something. Yeah. So. Uh, I I wouldn't want James Gunn's job no. for all the money in the world because basically what they're saying is, okay, the DC Universe in movies is completely screwed up. Fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fix it, you know, uh, and... You have so many, he has so many masters to serve. Yeah. You know, Discovery, Warner Brothers, DC, the fans. It's like, uh, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very difficult. But there are questions that have, because one of the things they said is they want to make a cohesive universe. Right. You know, they're still going to do these these movies like The Joker. You know, with Joaquin yes. Phoenix, there's a, there's a sequel to that I coming know. out. Oof. And it's like, well, are you going to have a cohesive universe or not? Right. Yeah, I'm not really sure if the, you want to use the term layman, non comic reader, is going to really understand if you throw at him, well, that's an Elseworld. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That seems yeah, to be no, the. No, no, the Joker in Joker movie, he's blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I agree. I Yeah, it's, it's, um, I, 
I I wasn't real excited about the announcement of the projects because it was kind of what I expected, mm. with the sole exception of the authority. Yes, that's that yes. came out of nowhere. That yeah. was yeah, I agree. Uh, when you stop to consider all the properties that DC owns and they go with the authority, which is basically superheroes for adults. Yeah. Um, the boys. I, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing in the boys. Or exactly. The, it's, it's like, um, and while I'm, I'm not saying there should be only one tone for superhero movies at the same time, if that's going to be your first launch, that's going to confuse some people. Yeah. And it's really not going to affect, I mean, it's not going to help the cohesiveness of your line. Yeah, I, I think, I'm assuming because the next thing we're getting from them, which is kind of already in the works, is the Flash movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with as the, the only thing I'm really excited about is Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. <laughs> yes. That's, if it wasn't for that little nugget in amongst the, uh, I'll say it friendly for the FCC, turd sandwich, I don't know that I would go see it. Yeah. But I think a lot of people of my age and older are be like, that you know Michael Keaton I you know went and saw him in junior high that's my Batman I love Batman Returns every Christmas so I kind of want to see that but I'm not sure I think Ezra Miller's actions have turned a lot of people off to the idea of him being to me he was never he was more of a I'm sorry they were more of a Bart Allen uh-huh. and they never seemed like a Barry Allen see more yeah, like right. Bart maybe Wally yeah uh, but he they never struck me as Barry yeah yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, plus, f- just simply from an aesthetic viewpoint, the costume. And yeah. I know this is this, <laughs> is, Power this is all you yes. fanboys out there. Pay attention now. Uh, it's kind of like when they put a jacket on the Human Torch right. in the 80s. Does he get cold? <laughs> you know, it's it's like, what does the Flash need all this armor for? I, you know, nobody can hit the guy. Yeah, he's moving so fast that, and and we've got this armor on him, and I, it looks like, I don't know what it looks like. Bring back the John Wesley ship suit. Yeah. I mean, that was hard to say. John Wesley ship suit from the nineties, uh, because that yeah. was, and they explained it well too. It's like it's a special coated thing to right. keep friction down, everything right. like that. It, like I said, it looked less like Power Ranger armor. Yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, we're not here to, to just totally tear the Flash <laughs> apart, nor uh, Ezra Miller. And I hope they get the help they need and everything like that moving forward. But I think. This is going to be the, the kind of the reset button because they are doing Flashpoint. That's what they yeah. said. They that's, said it's supposed to reset. That's what they're – isn't that what they said they're springing yep. forward from? Yeah. They're yep. going yep. to reset yep. everything. But so, but they have the the Sasha Cali uh, Supergirl in it. Right. And they're not going to do that movie now. Yeah. Which I'm – Oh, yeah. I'm assuming they're going to – Maybe things splinter off, and again, they could go a number of different ways with this. We don't know how the movie ends. If they're going to kill off the yeah. other it, branches I mean, this of the is, timeline, or if if this opens up their multiverse, which is kind of beginning to be the catch-all in comics for when you want to explain something, <laughs> like <laughs> mutants were back in the yeah. day. You know how to get his powers? He born with them. Um, if if the multiverse is their catch-all to allow them to do whatever they want. And say, you know, it's a multiverse. If they're opening their multiverse and showing us all this other stuff, are they also going to show us the stuff we'll be left with after the movie's over? Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm wondering. This is, this is going to have to be uh, the fact that they're keeping this one and they scrapped Batgirl must mean they have a lot of confidence in this or knowing going forward they can pivot off of this movie. And uh, but, but it's I mean, the movie opens in June. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like if they don't have it ready to go now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, again, I have to remind myself I am not the audience for these movies. Mm. Right. I, I wish I was. I wonder who the audience is, though, because it seems like there's. Uh, it's actually it, it's it's easy for us to sit here and prognosticate, but until the movies come out, until we see what they do with mm-hmm. them. So far, all we know is that James Gunn is writing and directing the Superman movie. Right. That's all we know. Right. Yeah. And it will be interesting to see the take that he has on the character. Yeah. And the um, I know that they've got the Superman legacy is the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they'll be. Uh, he'll be writing and directing. James Gunn did wonders with bringing Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. an unknown team of superheroes, and then boom, now they're you know one of the hottest movies and commodities out there. The comic books are selling. They've got like four or five, the Asgardians of the Galaxy. They've got regular right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Kitty Pride led Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Almost as many titles as they have of Avengers at this point. And I'm, I liked Peacemaker quite a bit. Um, I did prefer his The Suicide Squad to David Ayer's Suicide yeah. Squad. Um, even though I took issues with it, but it was very James Gunny. Mm-hmm. That's that's a new James Gunny. We'll but, but he takes characters that are not well known and makes them work. Can he take Arguably the flagship character of exactly. DC Comics and make him work. Yeah. It just spoke my mind, Rick. That's the one thing I've been saying is like obscure character is one thing, but you're taking something. I mean, no matter what you want to say, Superman is an icon. Yeah. And yeah, and, and even DC Comics hasn't known what to do with him lately, no. for the past twenty years. Well, I understand because I think Larry and I have talked about this in the store. I think that that's partly to do with the the Siegel and Schuster uh estate. Is having a little bit of pushback on hey, but you can't that's use this, that's so. been that's been settled. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, that's been settled. settled. They they get their cut. And blah, yeah. Blah. yeah. Oh, all right. All right. And uh, the problem is they they don't realize what Superman is. I think hmm. uh, they don't realize they have to go back and realize that Superman was created during the depths of the depression, where we had been in a world war. The decade after that, pop culture made heroes out of thugs and gangsters. And then we were hit with a depression. And two kids from Cleveland, Ohio, came up with this beacon of hope, basically, for the entire country. There's the word, hope. They weren't, I don't think they thought of it that way, but that's basically what they created. It was... An aspirational character, mm-hmm. what we can be. Yeah. And Superman, if you go back and you read those, well, the earliest ones, he, he was going around punching people and right. smarting off and everything. <laughs> but the early ones, he was saving as many people as he was knocking them through a wall. Right. right. Um, and that was because of, of the basic, intrinsic quality of the character. Mm-hmm. He he is the best of us. Mm-hmm. He is a canvas farm boy who is just lucky enough to have superpowers. And raised by the right people. Yeah, exactly. It's Somebody once asked me, since I'd worked on both characters, what's the difference between Superman and Batman? I said, well, Superman had parents. Batman had a butler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. He was raised. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... And... Uh, another aside was uh, I, when I was working on the Superman book, I was having trouble connecting with the character because I had just come off of like three years of Batman. 
And I went to my wife and I said, Julie, I said, I'm having a real hard time connecting with this as far as body language and all that goes. And she looked at me with kind of disgusted look on her face. She goes, oh, gee, let's see. He's a kid from a small town in the Midwest. It's a shame you don't know somebody like that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, fine. So after that, it was like, you know. Proving once again, friends, that behind every great man is oh, a great woman. Absolutely, in this case. But yeah, I, I, I am interested to see how he handles the character. Yeah, and I think, I feel like somewhere along the lines, Warner Brothers in D.C. kind of lost the message, because even Smallville... It was a great depiction of a young Clark Kent turning into Superman, but I just uh, and I think Tyler Hoechlin because I like I liked uh, Superman and Lois or Lois and Superman, whatever the mm-hmm. show's called. That's been really solid I as like well. The show a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, it just and, and again, where's your cohesion? Yeah. You've got another yeah. Superman on TV, yeah. right? That a lot of people are going to identify with. Yeah, and I know Brandon Routh wants another shot at the character too. So they always <laughs> I'm talk. Just, about I'm just saying that they they, they said. Talking yeah. about doing a Kingdom Come style type yeah. series yeah. with them. It's, it's, that everything is sh- scattershot all yeah. over the place right now. And their answer to that is to throw everything against the wall and see, see what, what sticks. Kind of like Marvel did with Phase 4. Where yeah. Kind of just yeah. Exactly. the waters. I, yeah. So it's, and when you stop to think about all the characters that we know that DC has access to, that they've never done anything with. Yeah. That are far better, you know, to to expose than than a lot of what they are exposing. Um Yeah, that Metal Man movie. Oh yeah, uh, uh, an animated Metal Man movie. Oh my gosh, if they want to sell toys, holy cow. And yeah, uh really only there's an there's an alert going off, I think. But we'll uh that's right, we'll take this time to uh we'll do a quick commercial break while we're Settling what that might be, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to continue to talk more of James Gunn and Peter Safran's choices. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to geek to me Radio. We are back. geek to me Radio heard here every Sunday night at the Big 550, 9 o'clock Central. That's 10 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Pacific for those of you streaming online. I do appreciate all of you who might be listening, not in the Central Standard Time Zone. We have a new food sponsor. I want to make sure we tell you about Steve's Meltdown. If you're a familiar person, if you know of Steve's Hot Dogs, same team that brought you Steve's Hot Dogs, brand new concept, elevated grilled cheese sandwiches on bakery fresh bread delivered to your doorstep. If you go to the website, stevesmeltdown.com, uh, you can check uh, the menu. You can subscribe to their VIP email so you get updates on their new changes. Uh, find out more about their order delivery. And when you thought listening to this show wouldn't be worth anything, well, here you go. $5 off of your order, your online order of $25 or more. Just enter the code geek to me during online checkout. So if you're wanting to do a catering event, if you're wanting to check out some of their sandwiches, if you just want to kind of get some samples going, have them brought in, you can do DoorDash or uh, Grubhub or anything like that. Order online, stevesmeltdown.com. Put in the code geek to me at checkout. $5 off your online order of $25 or more. Good food and saving some money. What could be better than that? Once again, check out the website, stevesmeltdown.com for some yummy, yummy elevated grilled cheese. Talking here for the rest of the hour, we've got Rick Burchett and Larry Quiggins in the studio discussing uh, the James Gunn and Peter Safran slate of stuff. 
Um, I'm interested too because he he ditched Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. He's keeping Amanda Waller, which Viola Davis, please keep her all you want. I mean, that's a fantastic casting choice there. Um, but that's interesting that I guess he's kind of because some people it might be sour grapes, but I think people who want to see him fail, like, oh, he's keeping Peacemaker and all of the stuff he created, but he's getting rid of Gal Gadot and all the Snyder stuff. But I think when you've got that kind of actor in that kind of role, do you really want to get rid of Viola Davis too, just because he's getting rid of Gal Gadot? Yeah. I mean, again, why would you not keep her? Right. They're, and that kind of go with that with Gal Gadot. I mean, she just, she was, every time I say something, everybody says to me, well, the second movie. And it's like, well, it's not her fault about right. the second movie. Exactly. <laughs> the director decided that she could write the movie as well, and sometimes that doesn't always go well. Um, but no, she's great as the role, and um, I, I think Henry Cavill is, as I just watched, I saw Shazam, I'm not sorry, not Shazam, Black Adam for the first time on my plane ride out to L.A. Oh. I'm like, oh, this is here. I'm going to get to watch it. It was really good. I enjoyed Black Adam, honestly. Um, I think I a lot of people were very middling. Did you get to see it? I saw it. Um, I... It was a bit dark. Yeah, yeah that, and, and I think that that was, that's the only part. It's like, why do all of our heroes have to be dark, and why do they have to fight other heroes? Yes. I mean, everyone likes to see the thing in the Hulk slug it out. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but now it's that. everybody. Yeah. It's right. everybody. It's like, don't you know who the good guys are? Don't you watch the news? Right. It, you know, they. it's like. You know, can the thing beat the Hulk? I remember I was on a panel at Planet Comic Con next weekend uh, one time, and we were taking questions from the audience. I was on with uh, Terry Beatty and Paul Kupperberg and and, uh, Scott, uh, the guy who wrote um, Batman. Scott Snyder? Scott Snyder. And we were there, and a, a young man came up and said, who would you like to see between... Marvel and DC fight, and without missing a beat, Paul Kupperberg said, Stan Lee and Julie Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, that kind of broke things up, and, and, and I, w- I was glad. It was uh... a <laughs> great answer. It's a, yeah. Paul, Paul's always on the, on the ball. Oh, with that kind he, of stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Paul, if you're listening, we love you. We should have had Paul call in, too. Oh, sure. I'm sure he's got some opinions on it, being as. Uh, the writing peacemaker and everything like he did. Oh yeah. Yeah, um yeah, it's um again, the choices are interesting. Why give Amanda Waller a TV show? Yeah. She is a supporting character at best. Um and I, Larry, I believe the the Green Lantern is actually going to be a TV series. Oh, is it? Uh, called yes, the Lantern, called yeah. the Lanterns with Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Right. And it's going to be like a buddy cop movie. Okay. Uh, that's what my understanding. It's from Greg Berlanti is uh, kind of executing, I guess, executive producing that. And he's brought us a lot of great stuff uh, on the CW. So I I feel like that's pretty good hands. The Berlanti-verse have been really great yeah. when you see all the stuff that they've done with The Flash and Arrow and Supergirl, integrating them. That's some of the best Justice League stuff we've gotten from yeah. they've been on the small screen. I don't know. I think if you're going to do a buddy cat movie and you're going to use Green Lantern, my brain goes to, oh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. There's a buddy cat yeah. movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you've got to wonder why, you know, Larry mentioned Metal Men earlier. It's, it would be great. What a great uh, prop. Why have they not done anything with the question? Yeah. It would be a low-budget TV series, easily. I mean, uh, a, a noir, gritty, street-level character, 
um, it would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, and and they're, they're, they are releasing a Blue Beetle movie. Yeah, the Jaime, Jaime Reyes. Jaime yeah. Reyes version. Uh, I, I am not real familiar with the character. I know who it is, but it's that'll be interesting to see how that yeah, that's the the uh, the kid who's playing Jaime is the same one from Cobra Kai, right? Who plays Miguel in Cobra Kai, which has really? been, been I love that series. That's and he's great in the role. So I'm interested to see how he so, does. Uh, but but you have to wonder. Um, the, they have more mains, and and also there is very strong rumors to the fact that Jason Momoa is going to leave Aquaman and become Lobo. Yeah, that's. that's I was going to mention that earlier yeah. about. When yeah, but but all of these characters that they have mentioned are all anti heroes. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're all, you know. Well, I don't know if Blue Beetle would. No, Blue, like, Blue Beetle being the exception in the Flash. But you have all these darker characters um, kind of stepping into the spotlight, and it's like, okay. Um, so is this going to be the tone of all the movies? Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, oh. you know, for us to sit here and try to nitpick things we know nothing yeah, about. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's kind of just the fun of, of speculating about this kind of stuff too, to see what we like and what we want and everything like that. What would be something uh, that we'd like to see? I know that we talked about uh, authority, and one of the other ones I'm very interested in is Booster Gold because that's always been a favorite oh, of mine. Yeah. Um, I've talked to Dan Jurgens at cons about that character. And that's his baby. He got so mad at me when I mentioned. The Justice League, when you know his armor got destroyed by Doomsday, yeah. his suit, and Beetle, uh, Ted Cord, built him a very bulky set of or- armor. Right. Man, Dan went off the handle. Was like, that was the stupidest thing I ever yeah. saw. What were you thinking? And so, I drew. It. I didn't like that either. So <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. I mean, he just he was like he couldn't understand. Like, oh, that's not the armor. That's not the character. So it's kind of like Howard Chaykin. He'll go yeah. on a rant about Harlequin and. Yeah. Uh, the people dressed up as Harlequin. That's not what Harlequin is, and they're you know. The, yeah, well, I I kind of got ticked off at that, at how quickly that DC changed her costume. Yeah. yeah. Once they started using her in the regular books, it was like it was Katie Keene. You know, she had a new outfit every couple of issues, and, right? And it was like, but you know, she's not that long a character. It's it's yeah. like. And you're already changing her. I feel like she's kind of like now what Wolverine and Punisher were in the 90s, where they're in everything. Yeah. It's like, okay, where I'm kind of getting oversaturation with the character now. And and plus, I mean, to be honest, she's a one-joke character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Even though I have a history with her. Yes. um, Yes, She's, she's, (laughs) you know, she is what she is. But I I really, I'm interested to see, curious to see where they go with this stuff. Uh, since Superman will be the first one out of the gate mm-hmm. for the, the new things, um, I'm interested to see how they play Clark Kent, really. Yeah, yeah, because that's really... And I've always said the same thing about Bruce Wayne. Like, people poo-poo George Clooney. Like, he was a better Bruce Wayne than just about anybody else who played him. And anybody can put on the cowl and put do a voice and be Batman, as we saw. Yeah. Being Bruce Wayne is the harder part. Yeah, and, and everybody plays Batman the same way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to be Bruce Wayne, that's a good trick. Yeah, which is why I defend the George Clooney <laughs> right. and, yeah. and that great that goes back to the Clark Kent. Yeah, if you can't do a Clark Kent, your Superman is not going to be effective. No, mm-hmm. no, it, it it you have to be able, like Christopher Reeve did, you have to be able to pull off the fact that putting on a pair of glasses, people won't know exactly. who you are. 
Right. But but in a way, I kind of debunked that whole thing years ago. I said, okay, let's say you have a job and you work with a guy who looks just like Tom Cruise, but he wears glasses. Would you assume that's Tom Cruise in glasses? You know, it, and yeah, and uh, yeah, and and somebody else brought it might have been John Byrne brought up the fact that what makes you think that people would think that Superman has a secret identity? Right, right. I like that one too. You know what? Why do people believe he goes somewhere and becomes somebody else? Yeah, you know, and you're Superman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's one of the things we've seen come out about in modern. Com- we're getting a little off topic, but who cares? Uh, it's one of the things that we've we've seen with. Batman, you know, it's always been the case that, you know, Batman is who he is. Bruce Wayne's the mask with Superman. It's the exact opposite, which is a great reflection of yeah. how, how another way how they're so different. Yeah. I feel like that's only come about in the past maybe 15 years. That yeah. idea. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the the scene where Clark goes to pick up Lois for the date and she goes to get her coat and he's standing there and suddenly he's six inches taller and he takes yeah. the glasses yeah. off and he lowers his voice and says, Lois. And she comes back, yes, Clark, and he chickens out with, yeah. and gets into the slump. It's like, that's Superman. That's exactly the scene I was thinking of. And I would point out, I know it's animated, but I would point out the Batman Beyond episode where Bruce, old man Bruce thought he was kind of going insane. And Terry, who is now Batman, questioned me, said, hey, how come you were so certain that what you were hearing wasn't your voice? He says, because the voice called me Bruce. When I think, when I talk to myself in my head, that's not the name I use. Yeah, yeah. It was such a good moment. The Batman Beyond series was brilliant that way. It was, yeah, it was a good series all around. It was, uh, you know, brilliant stuff. We just got a few minutes left. This hour flew by, as it always does. I need to petition. If uh, Matt Dorsey, if you're listening, I'd like a second hour. Um, to go ahead and petition you now. Um, the Swamp Thing was the one that surprised me I most because the series was so beloved. And when when the DC Universe, when it was the streaming service, canceled Swamp Thing, people were like, "What are you? What are you doing? It's such a great series." And for him to bring that one back and not bring it back, redoing it seems kind of a risky move. I agree. I was, that was, now that just, that's what I was going to ask that. Cause I was like, didn't they also swamp thing in here? Because that was the one that really threw me. Yeah. And it's yeah. what you just yeah. said. And uh, yeah. And, and if I had to guess, I would guess that James Gunn saw Werewolf by Night mm. and saw the man, the CGI man thing in there. Yeah. And thought, you know, <laughs> if we did it that way. Um, I don't know that. That's just a guess. Yeah. But, but, uh, well, I hope they don't make it campy like the old Swamp Thing movies. I mean, no. Swamp Thing with the Adrian with, Barbeau with, with is yeah. a gem in itself, but I want to see the seriousness. And that's why the series was so good. Yeah. And they, they yeah. scrapped that habitat set that they built. Yeah. It's, I, I it, yeah. It's, I don't know. And the creature commandos. I mean, if you're going to reach into <laughs> right. the bag of nothingness and come out with Way it. past Metal Men. And exactly. Oh, come back. back. <laughs> I go back to Metal Men. Are they seriously? You're doing creature commandos? Yeah. You're passing uh, Metal like Men or good, huh? Metamorpho? Or... Where, where are the Legion superheroes? Right. Yeah. Yes. That, oh my gosh, to, I can't even imagine trying to launch that as a movie or a series because that's the, to set it up. You'd need you'd need three movies out just to get to the end point of when this is now yeah. the Legion. So yeah, that, exactly. That'd be an undertaking unless you go with the main four right yeah. off the bat and just keep well, it yeah, simple. which is what they did for years yeah. when they were first introduced. So you know, I just <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. So 
we're, as we're wrapping up here, uh, we'll say on a uh, excitement level, one being couldn't care less, 10 being super excited, your level of excitement for the upcoming slate of projects, Larry? I'd say seven because I'm excited about any comic book superhero movies. I hope that they're going to be good. You know, it's one of those you never go. The audience doesn't come to want it to be bad. I want them to be good. I'm trepidatious and sympathies myself, but yeah, yeah, I, you know, like we were talking about some of the choices. But I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. But I love um, Guardians. I love James Gunn's work. So, so as well. I, yeah, and I, I. I come from a, a generation where we didn't have any of this stuff. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, all the I had nothing. I remember sure, sure, watch. Sure. I remember watching the Doctor Strange pilot film on TV, <laughs> and being glad that they got the window right. Yes. <laughs> you know, and that was the only thing in it that even remotely that really they got right. <laughs> really quick, this is coming over the. Uh, this is breaking news on the KTRS site. Uh, we've got a, an alert. Um, of a vehicle suspect uh, wanted in an un, uh, wanted in a murder of a policeman, evidently. Um, suspect shot two Herman Police Department officials or officers and fled the scene. Unknown if the suspect is on foot or in a Jeep Wrangler. Unknown direction of travel from Casey's alert sent to the Troop F, Troop C. And Troop I areas, if located, contact your local law enforcement or call 911. That's just coming in breaking news here on the KTRS uh, site. Uh, so just if you're in that area, be careful. It's a blue alert, code blue alert for all of Missouri, beginning at 9.56 tonight and ending at 10.26 p.m. Monday, March 13th. Please uh, be on the lookout. Be careful. Call 911. Uh, be safe out there, everyone. Uh, that's going to do it. We've got the the end of the show. I, I will just quickly say before I play the outro here, my excitement level. I'm at a solid seven because I want. I've I've been a DC kid since the beginning. I want DC to succeed. I want it to be good. Um, here's hoping that James Gunn. I know he's a comic book fan. Here's hoping he can pull it off. Very quickly before we leave, want to tell you about our premier sponsor, the City of St. Charles Greater St. Charles Convention and Visitors Bureau. Check out their website, discoverstcharles.com. Always something happening there. Uh, Savor, brand new restaurant just opened. I'm champing at the bit to get out there and try that. Uh, you can go out there and have barbecue or you can go down the street, get a gooey butter milkshake. All sorts of shops and businesses all along the area. Small businesses that really need support in this kind of economy, so get out and check them out. Start your trip, whether you're local or from out of town, at discoverstcharles.com. That's discoverstcharles.com, as we always say. It's an historically good time. Make sure you check out our online show with our Pensacon wrap-up from Pensacon with those guests. And then be back here for our 350th episode of geek to me Radio featuring Julian Glover. Until next week, my friends. That's our show! Hey kids, are your parents about to buy you a shiny new toy from Amazon? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Well, don't be selfish. Share some of that money with us. 
before going on Amazon, make sure to type in bit.ly slash me in the web browser. It will look just like Amazon.com, except it'll say Referral geek to me Radio up top. And then when you check out, a tiny percentage will go to support the show without costing you one cent more. So before your parents get you that gizmo, gadget, or widget, make sure they type in bit.ly slash geek to me in the web browser. Bit.ly slash geek to me. Bit.ly slash geek to me.